Hi, this is Dr. Meg Hayworth, holistic psychologist and nutrition strategist, and you're listening to Get Well Soon podcast series, the show that explores how to heal yourself with food and the power of the mind. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Meg Hayworth offering holistic wellness solutions for abuse survivors with chronic illnesses using the ACE quiz to assess your risk. Available on my website at meghayworth.com. Please take a moment to share this podcast with anybody that you think may benefit from it and check out the other podcasts um, on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, We have luminaries in health and wellness like JJ Virgin on nutrition for traumatic brain injuries, Wynn Claybaugh, owner of the Paul Mitchell Schools on the healing power of being nice. Sujo John, one of the last survivors of the World Trade Center and founder of You Can Free Us on freeing women and children from sex trafficking in India and Poland. Um, And there's so, so much more, um, so many things that we've discussed from heart issues to uh, mind-body medicine with a lot of great people in the field. And today I have a special guest that's uh, talking about something that I think is very important. And I think it's an important tool for wellness it's relationships. <laughs> so it's something that I think a lot of us struggle with. Um, and he's particularly focusing on conscious dating and relationships. Um, he's known as America's leading midlife dating and relationship coach. Jonathan Asley is a defender and protector of women's hearts around the world. He helps women transform from attracting Mr. Wrong into finding Mr. Right. Jonathan is a successful entrepreneur, coach, Uh, speaker and author of Unlocking the Male Mind, Finding Love Online, and Why Men Pull Away. Jonathan is like a guy spy to the male mind who truly understands the way a single or divorced man thinks and acts. He is a master at helping women recognize and distinguish the difference between men who are emotionally unavailable from those who are truly ready for love. Welcome to the show. Oh, well, thank you so much, Dr. Meg. <laughs> Just hearing my bio, everyone, I, I, do I do that? <laughs> I know, I do the same thing. I trip out when I hear my tail. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm just a regular person. <laughs> God, I want to hear that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I need him. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, so, okay, so conscious dating in... Um, Conscious coupling, I think, is is the term you've been using. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Absolutely. You know, um, I I'm. Let me just share with your audience real quickly that um, I went through a divorce and after turning forty and going through a divorce in two thousand five, I found myself back out there in the dating world and you know after you know being over forty, and had no clue what to expect. Um, and you know, there's this thing called the internet, and you can simply just and I thought it was real easy. You just plug in what you want, and someone would. It was like ordering on Amazon. You know, something would magically appear. And I went into it so naively, mm-hmm. unconsciously, and in the first year, I had over 100 internet dates. Oh, my gosh. Now, I can tell you, I met fantastic women, had really great dates, but, uh-huh. in, but, but something wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And it took me about a year after all these dates to realize that the something right wasn't me. Oh, and so... That's interesting. I, and I so... 
like I, you know, I'd started to buy books like Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, sure. Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man, you know, like all these books around relationships. But those were kind of, and no disrespect to those books, but they were kind of at the surface level. So I went even deeper. Uh-huh. And at the same time, I began to really immerse myself in personal growth because at that time, the secret came out. Yeah. And and when we think of consciousness, I think and for me, consciousness is just being aware that there's more to the world than just yourself. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so for a long time, I was dating unconsciously, very what's in it for me uh-huh. and 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 I would say ego based. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it in and, and this went on for years, you know, in many ways. And that's one of the reasons why I can help women is because I help recognize those types of men who are in that space of now when I talk oh, about I ego, mm-hmm. I don't mean that they're being disingenuine or they're, you know, mm-hmm. they're doing anything maliciously. It's just it's like there's a myopicness going on. It's mm-hmm. only about our own needs, wants, and desires. Okay. okay. And to differentiate conscious dating, if you will, it's recognizing that, yes, you have your sovereignty, you have your I, okay? And it's really important to be strong in your I. And I know with many of your clients, their health causes them to be misaligned with their own and I say the words I'll say the word sovereignty many times yeah. in their eye. Yep. But in the dating realm, it's also being aware that there's another human being at the other end of this equation or at the other end of the the coffee table that you're or the, excuse uh-huh. me, the cocktail table you're sitting at. Yeah. And so conscious dating is aware of your own needs, wants and desires. It's aware of someone else's needs, wants and desires and it's also asking the question, not are they right for me, but am I right for them? Mm, okay, and I, I think of that there's a lot of pain that happens for us when um, we kind of decide, you know, we like are, are on high on the feeling of like, wow, I really like this person. And yeah. we sort of decide that he's right for us based on that feeling when we haven't really looked at who is this person? <laughs> what are they really yeah. into? What are they really about? You know, it's, it's, it's seeing beyond, it's like, you know, oftentimes in, in traditional dating, it's very micro. It's all about the moment. It's often chemistry driven mm. and it's not, and it's not seeing the bigger picture where the, the conscious dater kind of sees the bigger picture. And I'll, I'll, I'll illustrate an example okay. for you. So, um, and this happened to me personally, it was on a dating app called Bumble, which is a, one of these mobile applications. And I, and I swiped, right. Because it was a very beautiful woman. Again, it was based on physical attractiveness and she coincidentally did the same. But when I read her profile, she said, I'm into snowboarding and skiing and jumping off cliffs and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, and I was like, wow, I'm none of those things, you know? <laughs> yeah. Now, so, so right off the bat, I, you know, the, the unconscious person starts thinking about themselves. And I thought, you know what, let me just ask her something. And we, right after we had our first exchange, I said, Hey, look, I'm looking at what you wrote. And it seems to me you're really, a tr- you might be interested in an alpha jock type of man. And that's not who I am. I'm more Mm -hmm. conscious. I'm more into reading books. I'm more into being, you know, saving the planet, you know, these types of things, Mm -hmm. which I think are really good qualities of any human being, right? Sure, of course. And, 
And so, but if those are the, so consciousness is being aware that there might be a misalignment mm -hmm. and just asking the question, it wasn't abandoning her, but I gave her the opportunity to say, is this a real fit for you if I'm not this kind of person? That's what a conscious person does. Yeah, so you really are, are asking the questions right up front. You're really looking thoughtfully and deeply about, yeah, she's really gorgeous, but. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, because you're going to find those uh, misalignments eventually. And, you know, I guess it's better to find them right away, huh? I think it's in, no offense to, and by the way, most of my contemporaries in the dating realm, those who are coaching, you know, say, hey, just make it light, make it fun, don't get too deep, you know, mm -hmm. and hopefully you grow on each other. And I am the mm -hmm. contrarian. I'm the opposite. Yeah. Just put your shit on the table right from the get-go. And I don't mean that literally or metaphorically speaking. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying be real, be authentic. And so yeah. what... So, and, and, and no disrespect to anyone, but, and, and I'm not, this isn't meant to me to be bragging, but can you see how I went beyond my ego and said, Hey, I'm reading her profile with insincerity and saying, Hey, I'm not this person. Doesn't mean that we might not be a fit because I'm certainly open to doing some of those things, but I'm giving her the opportunity to kind of check in and saying, how much, how important are those things to you? Because she clearly put it on her profile. Uh-huh. Right. That's the difference between a conscious dater and what I call traditional dating, mm -hmm. which is very romance based, very chemistry driven. And 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 what happens is that it masks your eventual incompatibility. And unfortunately, and since my audience is women, mm -hmm. they get very attached to to someone quickly. Yes, and so, <laughs> especially after there's been intimacy, we men, we can mm -hmm. have sex and kind of never see you again and be okay with it. So mm -hmm. I'm being, that's why, you know, you, when you read my bio, heart protector, I'm being mindful of protecting heart and saying, hey, why not ask some really good questions before you give your heart away? Yes. Ask some exactly. really good questions. Yeah. And I think that's really important. And when we talk about health and wellness, um, somebody's going out on a first date and they have like autoimmune diseases um, or they've dealt with cancer or, mm. um, you know, they've dealt with some really difficult things on a personal level. Um, what would you suggest to women who have gone through these things about when to re reveal it, how to reveal it? I mean, should you just say it straight up front or, or, or what, do you, what are you thinking on, on that? You know, my, my first you know, impression is, you know, obviously we don't want to lead with anything, you know, in the sense of, and some people do just because they're testing people, you know, mm -hmm. they might lead with some dysfunction or something like that. And I don't, we could talk the gamut of all those different things, uh -huh. um, just to test another human being. So let's take that kind of concept out and just, are we, it's, we're talking about being real and authentic, mm -hmm. okay? So when we've had an experience where maybe we went through cancer or maybe we've gone through some other um, health issue, and, and certainly one thing that's very prevalent in the dating world is STDs or maybe even erectile dysfunction. So, uh -huh. you know, this is an, health is an important aspect of it. Mm -hmm. It's not so much when you say it, but it's more important on how you say it. Okay. 
how you share your truth. And so I'm a full believer in being authentic and transparent early on. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yet I was on an interview once where someone said, wait till the last right. Wait till you're in bed to share. You actually have herpes. And I'm like, that's your advice. <gasps> oh, my and gosh. I'm like, so I'm I'm not subscribing to the last minute approach. Um, mm-hmm. But it's more how you frame it. So, you know, I went through I just want to share something very personal and intimate with you. And you have to be able to. Here's the thing. You have to be able to willing to share something with potential stranger uh-huh. and be okay with it. So there's the fine line between feeling trust with another human being. Uh-huh. And and truthfully, it's hard to trust someone that's most of the time we're meeting strangers. So it, yeah. you know, but I like to believe in trusting myself first. What's most important is do I trust myself? Mm, and okay. So start from there rather than making it about the other person and trusting them. And then how do you, so I went through, um, you know, I just want to share something very personal and intimate. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. Ask permission too. I'm always about just as, and it's a very subtle, you know, getting permission. It's not a, you know, it's just, I'm always a believer of just asking some permission because what you do is when you ask someone's permission to hear you, they actually start to listen. Mm, Okay. Okay. Is it okay if I share something personal? That's asking permission. Right. Um, and they says, of course. Now, by the way, if there's already a connection built, yeah. a man, and mostly because I work with men or women, a man's going to say, of course, because mm-hmm. you've already built a little bit of rapport and a little bit of connection. I went through, you know, I just want to share with you in 19... 19- in 2012, I went through cancer, I beat it, and I'm living a healthy life right now, mm, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you're framing it in the most positive manner. Um, and most people are going to appreciate the authenticity. Yeah. Now, here's the deal. If that's a deal breaker for them, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a deal breaker for them for whatever reason. It might right. be their own fears, you know, and whatnot. Um, I know... I would say one third of the population has an STD and I work with women who are, have a real challenge. You know, they're in so much fear around the rejection around that. And it's so ironic because I teach them how to frame it to the guy and they're usually having sex the next day, (laughs) you know, and I'm I'm saying that in a good way. In other words, Uh the intimacy just goes to a whole nother level because most people when you say something with sincerity, aren't going to reject you for it. It's your own rejection Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of your, your disease, if you will, or your ailment or your illness or your health. Mm -hmm. I think what, and I think what I love about the work you do, Dr. Meg, is that you're helping, you know, people really be embrace who they are Mm -hmm. and not be afraid of it. So when you come from a place of empowerment and confidence, you know, Will someone reject you for it? Absolutely. Not everybody's at maybe at the same stage, but I think yeah. you're going to get more of a warmer embrace and mm-hmm. compassion yeah. than you will rejection. And I think that at the core of that and really what we're talking about here is that when you're building that intimacy, you're allowing another person into your life, into your heart, into your experiences, into the hardest experiences of your life. You know, you say cancer up front, that, that has a whole lot of things attached to it. Um, but that ultimately what you're building is a, a friendship with that person. And in order to have a friendship, you have to be open. Do you know what's interesting is when you sh- when we are more vulnerable and authentic, mm-hmm. 
we find that we are more alike <laughs> mm-hmm. than not. And oftentimes, oh, my mother went through the same thing or my father went through the same thing or my siblings went through the same thing. And all of a sudden, there's a common bond there. Mm-hmm. And in the dating realm, yeah, it's all about finding, it's not finding your me too's like you like snowboarding me too you like sushi me too you like the rolling stones me too those are me too's but and and those are but when you really get deeper into the common bonds Mm -hmm. you know you did hoffman wow i did too i mean that's just Mm -hmm. a personal one but you know like that's a common bond when you can find those few common bonds early Mm -hmm. and you you dr meg you just said it friendship And for those listening, I I want everyone to hear this from me. I'm a huge proponent of what I call friendship-based dating with kissing. (laughs) Which I really love that concept. (laughs) And and so let me elaborate for a moment because here's the way current traditional dating is. Men are supposed to lead. And if you saw my fingers, they would go up in quotes. And men are (laughs) supposed to pay. Okay. Uh Men are supposed to lead the process. Well, for the ladies listening, let me tell you, you're giving the job to the wrong person, okay? Men are not (laughs) best leaders in relationships. So even the expectation of that, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Mm. And, but here's, but men do tend to lead and it's more romance based. It's in other words, they're trying to prove yourself to another person and mostly Mm. so we can have sex later on down the road. And trying to win you over, right? I mean, like, exactly. Yeah. But what's not happening, what's not happening Mm -hmm. is a deep friendship is not being formed because here's the thing. Friendship based dating is really taking time to get to know someone without the pressure of romance. Mm, I'm a huge proponent of two people just hanging out and getting to know one another. And when you take the romance off the table and you start to become friends, guess what happens? You don't get ghosted. They call on time. They make plans because because you're built it on friendship and friends don't screw each other over. Yeah, that's a really for good lack point. Of it. That's a but really you're really also kissing. You're kissing. You're and it's and when I mean by kissing, it's you know it's 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 doing it all at the same time, mm-hmm. rather than romance based dating, is not we're we're it kind of what do I say. It's kind of masking the really getting to know someone, really getting to see if your alignment in values, can you blend lives together? Are you with an emotional grown up? Those are the three pieces that are missing when it's an attraction based dating arrangement versus a friendship based dating That's arrangement. That's a great question. Are you with an emotional grown up and are you are you yourself there? <laughs> well, everybody thinks they are. Yeah. So but, I mean, I think that's an important question to ask yourself that if if we're talking about conscious dating and we're talking about wellness um, is uh, it. So conscious, raising your consciousness has to do with self-reflection and and being honest with yourself, which isn't an easy thing to do, um, but that's how you evolve. So, yeah. um, And I think for your community, this is a huge one because, uh, and if it's okay, I can interject this. To me, the emotional grown-up is the difference between the person who's in victimhood Mm. and those who are victors. And what I mean is... They, they take personal responsibility yeah. for their beliefs, actions, and everything. That's the difference to me what an emotional grown-up is versus that victim. And unfortunately, within the community you work with, we, they feel like a victim of their 
maybe their disease or their illness or whatnot. Yeah. So they're they're kind of approaching it from this, not just blaming, you know, God, if you will, mm -hmm. but they might also be projecting that blame onto others. And the grown up doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. The grown up takes ownership. Yeah, and I, I see this a lot, though. I think this is, this is making me think about you know the conversation of sexual abuse histories, mm. um, and a lot of women that I work with, you know, they're like, uh, should I date? Should I not date? What should I do? What should I like? You know, it's a real thing. Um, should I reveal it? When should I reveal it? All of that. I mean, there's just uh, so many different layers of what you deal with when it comes to that. And uh, it, one thing I found is that, you know, at the beginning, if you're doing the, the hard work and you start to date somebody, you'll you'll reveal it as you'll be crying when you reveal it. You'll be really yeah. sad. You'll be really upset, you know and all of that and then but as you get more and more healed you'll be like oh this happened to me and this is what I did with it and this is how I turned it around and I think looking at the emotional differences between those two things and do you as the man who's sitting in front of this woman do you want to, to stand next to this person I mean are you feeling that deep of a connection and and, and like you just really adore this person and you that friendship is, is turning beautifully. Um, is, is this, you know, something that you want to do? I think that conversation of wound, you know, well, can I jump in on this one? Absolutely. Cause this is a I'd really, love to hear what this you have is to a, say. yeah. Cause I, I, I don't know how often I've, you know, I, this, this come across in my practice, but it's not, it's not a question I've, you know, really thought of in quite some time, this idea of, um, you know, being a, you know, sexual abuse and whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a meme that I like, and it says, uh, and I've tweaked it. So the meme says, you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I tweaked it to when you come from, when it comes from the heart and it's sincere, you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. Mm, so, okay. so, so this is a really intimate conversation. Yeah. And what's the most important thing for the receiver is to know that you've healed from it. Mm -hmm. And so the, so that's when you share it because I'm a believer, Dr. Megan, what I call mm -hmm. share your truth, do it with kindness, mm -hmm. share your truth, okay. do it with kindness. In other words, when, and by the way, this is a big, a lot of this centers around, um, how do we, uh, set up boundaries with people, mm -hmm. you know? Speak your truth, do it with kindness. But in this particular case, this is a very intimate conversation. Probably not something you would say on a first date, but if you've healed from it, you certainly, or second or third date, you certainly might feel safe enough to share. Because here's the thing. Mm -hmm. If it turns the other person off, it just means that they're not the right person for you. Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't mean it's not a reflection of you and it's not a reflection of them because their stage of development might be that they're just not ready for that. Right. But but if you're going to share that, then I think you have to express either how you've healed or how you're healing from it. Because mm, okay. um, the truth is we're always evolving and healing yeah. from our wounds and whether, you know, whether it was inflicted upon us or we inflicted upon ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of that to do. <laughs> Uh, that. <laughs> yeah. But in this particular case, and it's, and again, it's how you frame it is hugely important. And if you're mm -hmm. coming from a heart place where you're literally emotionally 
I don't want to say crying, you know, but you're, I call that as a heart opening. Whenever uh-huh. tears come, come out, or at least whenever I feel like I'm crying, or I've, well, excuse me, when I cry, uh-huh. I feel it's my heart opening. Uh, okay. Oftentimes that invites the other person to also open their heart. Yes. And when you're with the right person, they're going to be in a state of gratitude. Like, wow. Uh-huh. You know, they're going to look yeah. at whether it's a man or woman like, wow, they had a heart opening. Yeah. And I think I know from my own experience is that um, uh, men that I was with, particularly my ex-husband, when I told him many years ago, um, he was wonderfully supportive and um, very caring and very uh, uh, there for me. And I think this is an important piece in wellness and in conscious dating is looking at is this person supportive of me? Is this person caring? Is this person showing up for me? Um, or, you know, is or is he just looking for the, the gorgeous girl that he wants because he wants to have sex with her? <laughs> you know, and, and well, just you know, being honest with yourself, no matter how, you know, gorgeous he is and you, you know, want to have sex with him too, um, or just have sex. I mean, just whatever your choices are. I mean, the choices are really open to you, but Um, Well, I'm in a position where I really want to encourage what I call partnership. And, mm -hmm. and so as a, what I, so what I'm in for your audience, I'm rebranding myself in this, what I call conscious coupling, a better way to date, mate and relate. And Mm -hmm. one of the core tenets of that is partnership and, and why, you know, if we think back to literally up until about 1960s, you know, the only way you can get laid was you had to get married. <laughs> so, so there was made a lot of bad choices. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying that that's right, but you know, but again, there was at least some heavy duty commitment tied to sex. So my feeling is if you're, if what's the point of dating, if you're not seeking partnership and it doesn't have to mean marriage, but, and, and each one of us has our own definition of what partnership means, mm-hmm. but the conscious dater is saying to myself, you know what? I'm dating because I want to be in partnership with someone. Look at, I'm not here to say you can date casually or just for the purpose of sex. You're, you're welcome to your own journey. The community I want to talk to are those people that really want to go into partnership with someone. So what kind of saddens me is when I get a phone call from a woman whose their relationship has just ended, they've been one or two or three, you know, they've been, it could have been two months in relationship or two years. Uh-huh. She calls me up and says, I'm really upset. How do I get him back? And I'm like, he broke up with her. And I'm like, how good of friends were you two? Mm-hmm. And there, it's like silence at the other end of the phone. I'm like, wait a minute, you've been together two years and you don't feel like you're friends with one another. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one of my, favorite one of my friends uh Catherine Woodward Thomas wrote the book called Conscious Uncoupling and here's the thing when two grown-ups end a relationship and they come from a heart-centered place Mm -hmm. you're going to keep the the, you know the oftentimes the friendship remains and Mm -hmm. so there you don't have to feel like this abandonment so here's the thing I'm about reverse engineering it okay so if we look let me give you an example um you talk to anyone who's been married 30, 40, 50, or 60 years like my parents were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You ask any one of those couple, happy couples, let's say, because there's a lot yeah, of unhappy yeah. people. Yeah. Long time. What's the secret to relationship success? They all say the same thing. I married my blank. What's the answer, Dr. Meg? Best friend. 
best friend, right? <laughs> yeah. So if that's the secret to success, then it should be the first thing on your mind mm-hmm. after a first date. Is this someone I could become friends with? Yeah. Do I really like them? Like, like them, who they are, you know, do I, is it fun to be with them or whatever it is that's important? Beyond the surface, basically, is what you're saying. So I'm, and so when you, like you set an intention, you and I talked about, you'd set an intention for yourself earlier, but but when you set the intention is when I meet this human being, he's a, they're a stranger, rather than having expectations, just go, I'm just going to show up like a friend. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to see if they show up like a friend mm-hmm. and see if there's rapport built and common, you know, there's a common bond. Yeah. And of course, those me too's are fun, you know, mm-hmm. and see if there's shared values and see if there's a capacity to blend lives and and kind of get a sense if they're a grown up. You can sense the, the grown ups versus the, the non grown ups pretty quickly. And I'll give your audience a little trick. <laughs> If okay. that's okay. That'd be great. I was just going to ask if you okay. have any tips for, you know, what to look for. Red flags. Well, well, you know, red flags to me basically means ask more questions. So there's a difference, <laughs> a difference between a deal breaker and a red flag. Okay. Because red flag just means ask a little question. So, for example, you're – and again, so – for your audience, I'm sorry if there's men listening. I again, I work with women, but if they're if a client of mine is on a date with a guy and they're you know, by the way, my specialty is midlife, so it's okay. after baby making years, before retirement. So, 42 to 69 year olds is the demographic I work with, uh-huh. which is predominantly divorced, that are out single looking for love in that age bracket. So, one of the questions you'd ask is, you know, how, you know, what caused your divorce? You know, what happened Mm -hmm. and what you're looking for is how do they respond? And if, for example, if a man or a woman is pointing the finger Mm -hmm. at the other person Mm -hmm. and they take no responsibility for the ending of the relationship, chances are that's not a grown up. Okay. Because a grown up says, you know what? I look at maybe they harmed me in some way. Maybe there was infidelity or whatever. But a grown up looks at their part in the equation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's the red flag. And so the second, you know, so that's that's the the red flag you're looking for. And it might cause you to ask more questions. Mm-hmm. And that will oftentimes give you. So if somebody is pointing the finger profusely at the other person. Mm-hmm. That's probably that's a that's a that I'm going to give everyone a heads up. That should be a deal breaker. If it's kind of a casual, you know, like, hey, you know, this, you know, my ex spouse cheated on me, but I was also away from work all the time and I kind of contributed to it. Then the next mm-hmm. follow up question is, how did you heal from it? Mm, OK. Or what did you learn from it? Right. How'd you heal? You learn because then what they how they respond gives you insight into how much work they've done on themselves. Because mm-hmm. nobody is born an emotional grown up. This is stuff we have to learn. Yeah, exactly. And we learn not by our successes, but by our failures. Mm, absolutely. And so that's a little trick to determining, you know, emotional grown up. Um, and. You know, I hope your audience can appreciate just those little subtleties because you're looking the difference between the extremes, those people that are, you know, hell bent on blaming their ex. That's a victim right there versus maybe that person that's kind of on the edge. Mm -hmm. The follow up question is, how'd you heal? What'd you learn? 
Yeah, and then, you know, sometimes it's just really too soon and they're still in that victim place because they haven't had the time to go through the learning and the understanding of uh, and the, the evolution. Exactly. Know? And then others stay stuck in that for years, you know. Unfortunately, a huge percentage of the population that comes to me and, and is and and I'm not working with that client anymore. I I only want to work with that emotional grown up. So mm-hmm. for those that are stuck, but it's sad because to witness the and I'm just not the coach for them is what I'm saying. There are a lot of great coaches to help you on that healing, but they've either become bitter or jaded, you know, over the process. And and let me just tell everyone who's listening. First off, if you are feeling in that way, let me just say, please believe in love again. Okay, please believe in love again because love is abundant and it starts from within. Yeah. It starts like a beacon from within side of you that just goes out like that. What's that? The, the lighthouse, uh, you know, near the ocean where I live, you know, uh-huh. it's just a beacon that goes out. That's love, right? Mm-hmm. Believe in love and believe that there's a wonderful relationship out there for you because it does exist. It takes Absolutely. nurturing yourself. And that's why the work you're doing is so fantastic because you're really helping literally molecule by molecule from the inside out. Yes, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I'm teaching the external stuff. You're teaching the real inner stuff, which yeah. I think is fantastic. But going really deep and, and really it's at the bottom of our story is the emotions and the beliefs that we are holding in our physical bodies. And once we understand those parts of ourselves and, and let them go. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. wow, okay, I get I get why you were here and what I needed to learn from you, and now it's time to go. Um, that's building a relationship with yourself, and through that relationship with yourself, your body gets well, and then you can have those um, high-quality relationships with other people as well, you know? Exactly. So, but I think, I, I mean, I find that it's harder the more you work on, on your levels of consciousness it's mm-hmm. harder to find someone else who's there too um can i reframe that i don't like please. the word harder okay because what you just said and and i and, and i i think you're grown up to know i wasn't attacking you with this but Absolutely i don't not. i don't like to, i don't even want to create the consciousness that it's harder mm. well it might feel rare yeah. It's but the but it's also starting to pay attention mm-hmm. to all the wonderful conscious people that are existing yes. in your life. And I I want to mm-hmm. share a story with your with your listeners. Um, sure. or, or I think you know that I went through the Hoffman process, yes. uh, mm-hmm. which is a great for those that are interested. Google it. It's the most amazing thing in your life. It'll change your life. And um, so it's a inner child workshop, and it was a one week retreat, mm-hmm. and I was there mm-hmm. for. Um, a week and it just it was 40 people half men half women and um you're not allowed to tell what you do for a living uh so until the last gotta be hard right yeah well it's kind of interesting your identity's wrapped up in it you know well and 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 the way it's structured you're doing a lot of your own work but you're interacting and a couple of people thought are you a therapist to me and i'm like no 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 and then the last day i tell everyone what i do and later that evening when we're in the jacuzzi all the women surrounded me Uh and they're like oh my god i want and the guys were getting jealous okay of course and and they're like you're a dating coach for women blah 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 and this one woman said to me and it really made an impact to me she said Jonathan when I got here I kind of scanned the room and my my issue was centered around relationships she said and I scanned the room and there were two men I was attracted to and she said it was you and this other guy Mm -hmm. Um, 
By the way, can I tell you this other guy just happened to be, he looked like an ultimate fighting champion, pro-magnum <laughs> looking with tattoos up and down his arms. And I thought he probably worked as a longshoreman or something. And when he got up to tell what he did, professor at Stanford of microbiology, wow. the most articulate guy I met, you know, so, yeah. you know, be careful. They image, you know, what is it? Uh, um, judging people, you know, beforehand, but so what this woman said to me, she goes, Jonathan, when I got here, I kind of scanned the room. There were two men I was interested in. She said, I would date every man in this room now. Ah. I got to see their heart. Ah, yeah. See, how powerful is that? Yeah. And in dating, our challenge today is we have we put up so many blocks, so many walls, mm -hmm. so many barriers that either men aren't seeing women's hearts and, and men are so preconditioned to be in that pursuit hunter mode that mm -hmm. they're not really expressing who they are. And mm -hmm. if I can just say one thing to your audience is learning to really practice being your authentic, transparent, beautiful self, mm -hmm. be empowered to really be in your sovereignty, as I said earlier, yes. and just come from that beacon of love on the inside because you will start to see more consciousness around you. You'll start yeah. seeing, and, and you know, even if you don't feel like, you feel like it's hard dating, and I get it, once you start seeing more and more, it's not mm -hmm. going to be hard. It's just going to be, which one do I pick from? Yes, yes, and that's uh, one of the things I wanted to say about this t this subject too is that um, it's the law of attraction. Yeah. And the more you say no to the things that aren't going to fit for you, the more things open up for you to allow the thing in that does fit. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is such a great conversation. <laughs> I really enjoyed talking to you, and I think there's a lot of meat in here for health and wellness for people. Um, now, there is a question I do have to ask you sure. um, about people that are already in a relationship. They're already married. Okay. Um, do you have any uh, suggestions for them as for becoming more conscious? I know your world is focusing on the dating realm, so I don't want to take you out of your realm if that's not really where you go, but... I love this question, and I'll definitely speak to those who are already in relationship. You know, I'm a believer. Remember earlier I talked about partnership, and, and ideally it's best to start from the beginning. You know, what I'm about to share is this concept of co-creating. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, each one of you has your dreams, goals, desires, all that, you know, going into a relationship. So it's great in the beginning if you can work on co-creating. Uh-huh. Um, for those seasoned couples that kind of might be struggling a little bit, I'm a huge proponent of doing couples workshops together uh, on a okay. on a bi monthly, you know, twice or excuse me, four times a year, maybe three times a year or two times a year. But really having a practice of doing couples workshops. And for example, my friend Allison Armstrong. Mm -hmm does a great workshop, couples workshop to really help couples. I know there's a gazillion local events. Uh, even the Hoffman process has a couples retreat. But the idea is to work on building intimacy, building connection. And it, it takes two, okay? You have yeah. to both want to do it. But here's the juicy, here's the thing. 
Okay, and and you know it's like I and by the way I'm also a big proponent of tantra and tantra is not sexual it's just it's how to breathe and 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 really connect with your partner but when you do a couples workshop together your relationship is so much better and for weeks and weeks and weeks you're get, feeding off of this high of being really connected it's one of the reasons why I recommend it six times a year because it kind of the, the <laughs> after the workshop you kind of go back to your routine. Um, but it's mm-hmm. it's reinvesting in the relationship, and it's not date night. Date night is just I want to pick my fingers down my throat because it's like so overused and not <laughs> some benefit to having date night. But it, I want to take this. The conscious couples mm-hmm. are taking it to the next level. Mm-hmm. They're doing. And by the way, by help by working with a facilitator, by right. finding those right people to help facilitate, it, it helps us overcome our own crap that gets in the way. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing, Dr. Meg, we don't see our blind spots. No, we don't. <laughs> Why our, they're called blind spots. <laughs> yeah, our mates see so much. <laughs> and they're oftentimes angry at your blind spot and the other person's angry. Mm-hmm. And the facilitator has a way of bringing two people together in a beautiful way. So mm-hmm. for those couples who are listening to this or those in you know significant relationships, I highly encourage you to grab your mate suggest a workshop and start making it as a practice because for those listening let me just tell you something your relationship is by far one of the most significant aspects of your life you know mm-hmm. dr meg you're working on health i'm working on relationship and we all work on money you know but those three things when they're in unison this is where real happiness comes and and i want to say this to your group and maybe this would be kind of a kind of a parting thought is this you know, most of us, and I'm speaking generalized, and I apologize, I'm speaking for others, we tend to live life focused mostly on happiness. Mm-hmm. And whenever we, we have a really great day, you will have a corresponding bad day. <laughs> It is the reality is it's like a pendulum. Whenever you've had a super high day, that pendulum is going to go the other way. And the reason why the yin and yang sign is designed the way it is is because the idea is balance. Whenever you have a bad day, you'll have a good day. And when you have a good day, you're going to have a bad day. Mm -hmm. And it's learning how to really surf in the middle of those two Mm -hmm. because that's where bliss lies, Mm -hmm. right in the middle of the yin and yang sign. Mm -hmm. And recognizing that that's where bliss comes because if you're overly focused on what went wrong, you're just going to have more of attraction of that. And the thing is, because we'll never have enough high days to offset it. <laughs> mm, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So the the middle ground, <laughs> the middle way, as they say in, in Zen Buddhism. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for being on here. How How can people find you? Well, first off, I want to thank you. You're a great interviewer, so you rock. Oh, okay, Dr. Meg. So I just want to say that. Um, <laughs> For those that, if you enjoyed what I shared, I'm sure there might be a link somewhere to my website. But if you Google my name, Jonathan Asley, and it's spelled A-S-L-A-Y, mm-hmm. um, you'll find a ton of content out there. You'll find my website. Again, there's a big shift to this conscious coupling. And I'd love you to be part of, join my email list, join my community, join me on Facebook. Um, my hope is to make a, be the wake up call for everyone to approach this process with consciousness mm-hmm. rather than from that traditional way, which is very ego-based. So mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah, 
welcome. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you listeners for listening to this podcast. And please, I encourage you to share this with as many people as you think may benefit. Um, And I know there are millions of people who could benefit from this conversation. (laughs) Um, One of my great takeaways from this was really thinking about the um, emotional grown up and (laughs) you know, becoming one yourself and looking for others. Um, and that through, of course, through the law of attraction, you will bring that person into your life. So, yeah. um, so anyway, again, thank you. And My pleasure. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. I hope that this podcast will help you get well soon. For more information, go to meghayworth.com to sign up for our email list get your free copy of five anti-inflammatory on-the-go lunch recipes and access to our private Facebook community. Thank you so much for listening.